Hello, everybody. Matt Moreno here with DXP Realty, talking to my friend Rob Garcia, Chief Strategy Product Officer at SnapFi Mortgage. How you doing today, Rob? Good. How are you, Matt? It's so great to be with you. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Of course. So how are things out there in the Bay Area, man? It's crazy like everywhere else in the country, I guess, right? We're going through so much. <laughs> right. Um, but it's great. I always think about it as, you know, when things change, it's opportunity. So uh, we have yep. uh, significant changes happening in the market and rates, industry, and everything is kind of like in, in a constant change right now. And it's just created, creates all kinds of different new opportunities. And it's exciting. Yeah, that is. So you're pretty high up, you would say, at SnapFi Mortgage, right? Ranking-wise, I mean, being the, the chief strategy and product officer, you're not, this isn't an entry-level position that you fell into, correct? Definitely not. Definitely not. It's um, it's interesting. We're, we're a small company. Like If you think about mortgage uh, companies, they tend to be uh, nowadays, humongous companies, right? Really big online lenders. And we are kind of like a boutique uh, lender, uh, direct lender, uh, do everything in-house. Um, you know, people still have control, like that kind of relationship building with your mortgage advisor. Uh, so we we tend to be nimble, smaller. Uh, and uh, But yeah, I am. I guess I'm the head of strategy, so I, I drive a lot of stuff for the company. Uh, so yeah. And how'd you get there? I mean, what's your background look like to, to get to that point where you're at right now? Uh, oh, I guess you can get to that point in so many different ways. My, my background is very varied. It, it, there's a lot of stuff in it. So I initially started as a computer engineer myself. Um, you know, think about me as a geek, right? The guy that likes to <laughs> understand how the Atari worked and kind of pull it apart and trying to figure out what the code was to make it work. And um, so that's kind of the, the beginnings. And then um, and then you kind of I moved slowly towards more the business side, right? Like when you're in technology, um, you either stay that way and you keep on coding and building stuff the rest of your life and behind the scenes kind of building the code or you start realizing, well, I'm building this for something and I, I need to understand who I'm building it for, who is the customer, who is the consumer of this technology and why, right? What's the need behind it? And so I slowly started moving in that direction until I realized that the business side was really interesting to me mm -hmm. um, and uh, ended up doing a master's degree in entrepreneurship in Boston wow. uh, and uh, kind of combining those two worlds, right? Like business and technology and trying to figure out how those two worlds come together to build to build new companies, to build new ideas, to bring new products to market, that that sort of uh, initiatives. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got here, I guess. That's awesome. Sounds like it was a fun time, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It also helps that you, that I like wine. So you end up meeting a bunch of people. Um, right. And uh, <laughs> um, and that's literally how I, I met the founder of uh, SnapFi. And we talked about, you know, the challenges in the in the in the mortgage industry and the real estate industry in general and how companies have to be in constant reinvention right to uh to continue to get to market but also to continue to to keep that loyalty from customers and 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 uh, innovate all the time so so what are some of the daily habits that you kind of have to do to sustain your level of success to kind of keep 
everything going and and how does that help our industry as far as technology and and where you know everything's going in the future with with technology wow that's a heavy question habits um listen there's no um there's no uh, that i know there's no secret to success other than preparation and hard work i i honestly don't see any other way around it um so those are my two top two. Uh, you got to be learning all the time. You got to be meeting with people like yourself who are trying new things and learning from them and making mistakes and and, and learning from those mistakes. And well, maybe I shouldn't do it this way. Maybe you should, should do it this other way. Um, and hard work. Like I still, I think from, I took that from my mom, I guess. I wake up earlier than everybody else. I uh i check my email look at my schedule what's going on today and what do i have to do and how many more people do i have to text call or engage with to uh get to the next step uh, and so those two things combined have to they're always there I, it also doesn't help that i have a hyper brain so when things don't get done the first the next the previous day like my brain is kind of waking me up super early going like uh you still have a couple of things that you need to do <laughs> uh so uh that is uh that is also, I guess, is not a habit. I think that's just a, a, a nature, I guess. Yeah, it's a behavior, you know. I mean, I'm kind of the same way before I got into what I do now, you know, which is real estate. Um, I had to live by somebody else's calendar, and it was frustrating, you know, because somebody else is like, go here at this time, be at work at 7, do this, do that, you know. And I thought, man, when I get into real estate, it's not going to be that way. And then... <laughs> You know, it wasn't at first, but it was frustrating because I hadn't closed deals and I wasn't where I was professionally wanting to be, you know, and then I started living by the calendar and watching what happens when you block time out. And then all of a sudden I felt like, oh, I have time here that I can spend doing this. But I totally relate to you with what you said about if you don't get something done the next day, your mind is like, hey, bud time to go back to work let's let's get yeah. these off the calendar so we can move into the future you know yeah I, I love i love your comment about blocking time i have a very simple um um kind of idea or concept that i use all the time which is trying to figure out if what you have in front of you is urgent or important and it's a it's a very you know people are like isn't that the same thing it's mm, well it's not uh, urgent is something that you need immediately, right? Like, uh, there's, there's a, there's a water drop coming down from the ceiling. You got to It's urgent. You got to fix it right now. Right. Yeah. That happens to be also important. Otherwise you're going to, your house is going to be destroyed. But, uh, but in, in many cases it might not be important. You might be leaving that house. You might be selling that house. You might, you can care less. You're going to be somewhere else tomorrow. So that right. might be more, more important. So blocking time to me is, um, uh, it's it's is really uh, necessary to be able to work on important things that are not urgent, right? Yeah. Uh, studying, preparing, looking at data, understanding what's happening in the market, listening to experts, um, you know, working on that special project that takes a little bit of time to get to, right? And you need to take right. a step at a time. Um, blocking time on your calendar is super important to that for us is connecting with people like you. I block time to um, to reach out to you guys and because mortgage company doesn't exist without uh, strong loyalty and relationships to uh, to good realtors. Right. Uh, so to me, that's super important. Like I got to make time. I got to make time to reach out. I got to make time to build and connect and 
nurture those relationships. Uh, um, that's super important. And I appreciate that. You know, it's it's awesome. How many times have we tried to do this live now? Like four times? Yeah. <laughs> something always comes up, you know, it's like something urgent, <laughs> Yeah, something urgent or something that you know, I think this last one I was in what Southern California or something at Disneyland. Well, no, that I would say that's important, right? You were with family. Yeah, no, it was like, super oh. important. It just you know, <laughs> kind of double booked it, I guess. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But hey, man, I really appreciate you coming on live with me today. Um, I think that's about all I have to talk about, unless you have some more stuff you want to talk about. I, th I thought you wanted to ask about what's going on in the market. Oh, yeah. What is going on in the market? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, unless you want to make this a 30-minute show, um, we probably should skip that question or, or at least do a summary of it. Um, there you go. Uh, Give us the cliff notes. It's the cliff notes is that we have gone through so much in the last couple of years. COVID has put us through so much. Uh, the market, the Fed has had to intervene and um basically artificially keep things in place if you will keep keep the economy going um so the fed is basically signaled multiple times in the last couple of months that they're not going to do that anymore so uh we're in for a rude awakening uh, there's going to be uh increases in interest rates that is not a guess that is not a like maybe it is pretty certain um you know in this world like i don't want to use the word pretty certain or the phrase pretty certain very frequently but it seems like that's where we're going in fact we're already seeing what's going on in the stock market going down and adjusting a little bit the interest rates for mortgages have gone up um they were in the you know high twos about three or four months ago and now we're in the high threes closer to four like i wouldn't be surprised if we see those those um the, those rates stay up there um, that that has a lot of implications on people buying houses, right? So maybe right. they don't qualify for as much as they qualified before. Maybe house prices will stabilize a little bit because they've been going up like crazy the last couple of years. We don't know what the ramifications of that is going to be, but it, it, it it's uh, it's definitely interesting times. And I think the next two or three months are going to be very telling in terms of where we're going to end up and, and hopefully a more stable uh, industry and market is what I'm, again, looking at it from a positive lens. I think that's what we're right. looking forward towards. Yeah. And, you know, I've noticed too, with just dealing with the buyers that I deal with and I, you know, me, I work both sides of real estate sellers and, and buyers, you know, um, buyers are getting frustrated where we're at here in Yuba city, you know, uh, market prices have been steadily increasing and staying there. Yeah. And, you know, people are coming there. There's so many people from the Bay Area that are moving up into this area because they know that they can work from home. They don't have to go anywhere, you know, physically to work anymore. They can actually just stay at home, do their home office yep. and uh, move somewhere cheaper and live wonderful lives, you know, out, out in the valley out here. And so we have had a, a ton of just buyers come here oh and yeah they've all got cash or conventional loans so somebody with an fha or va loan it, it's harder for them to get that accepted and so they i've noticed a lot of frustration on the buyer side because of that yeah absolutely man and we're we're a bay area company based in the bay area but we operate in four states and we see what you're just saying um 
that trend is not just within the within California. Like it's it's yeah. people going to Yuba City, to Modesto, to Stockton, of all places. You know, um, every it, it seems like every mid-sized city in California is revitalizing and changing dramatically because there's so many people migrating into those places. But also intrastate, we're seeing so many people leaving Los Angeles area and going um, inland, but also over the the um, the line there to uh, Las Vegas, Henderson, right? right. Up here, uh, going towards Tahoe and uh, Reno and uh, Sparks and, and Gardnerville and Carson City, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, if you take a plane, then you go to other places like Texas and Colorado and uh, Idaho, right? The Idaho is blowing up right now. Oh, absolutely. For sure. So, uh, so, and we're going to start, we're going to continue to see those trends, maybe less as uh, I think companies, big companies, especially in the Bay Area, they're saying, you know, don't bother. I mean, if you want to be in the office once a week, fine. But, um, yeah. you know, I think we're all learning to work remotely, doing meetings on Zoom or right. what, what have you. And, and it's becoming the norm and people are more used to having those kind of relationship building activities over over the screen. It's not the same. I really I really want to, uh, you know, I, I'd rather have it glass of wine or a cup of coffee and just chat right. person. But, uh, you know, it is the new world, I guess, that we're adapting yeah. to. So your employees, they're primarily remote working or do, they, do you guys have offices and we, and we do? We, are, do it? we do. Yeah. So we have an office in Sacramento that probably nobody has visited in about three or four months uh, or more. Uh, we it's it's strange. We have to close our Las Vegas office because there was nobody there. It's uh, so we it's super. In, we, I have an office in in um, on the other side of the border there on the Nevada side in northern Nevada that that I probably use maybe once a month. Uh, so uh, and there's and everybody else is working remotely from home or, you know, and it, I've seen a couple of our mortgage advisors meet or with customers in offices like yours uh, with a realtor, but like customers don't want to come and hang out with us. They, everything is electronic right. nowadays. They just yeah. scan the documents and send them to us, upload them to the hub. Technology is super advanced. So it's super easy to do all that. Yeah. Um, so I think that trend is here to stay. I think so. Uh, so um, I, I think don't, I don't see, though, anybody buying a house with it, like putting it in a shopping cart and going check out. Right. I don't know. They still that need that that experience with their realtor, you know, they still need us to take them to the house and let them in so they can walk around and, you know, you know, there are some people buying virtually, right. But they'll set it as a contingency to close that they come out and investigate the house or have the house inspected. You know, I mean, I don't know how much money I would need to make Rob to be able to confidently say, yeah, I'm going to buy that, you know, $400,000 home without even looking at it. Yeah, and it's and it's really interesting because if you look at all the um, I, I read a lot of studies and marketing research um, and, um, you know, they all tell you and say that people want more technology and they people want to start online and they want to do their own research and they don't they don't want to talk to a salesperson. Right. Because right. they all think we are salespeople. We're not. We just we're here to we're, we're advisors to help them through the process. And what I think is super interesting is that the customers and consumers say that. Where when you're doing research, when you're doing marketing research, when you have consultants asking them questions, how would you buy a house? Right. Uh, but then when the reality hits and they have to actually make a decision, 
they want to talk to a realtor who is an expert. They want to talk to a mortgage advisor that knows what they're talking about, that explores five different options, that runs the numbers back and forth, that crunches as much as possible to figure out what is the right, what is the, what is the right number for me? What is the right program for me? Do we get the best possible deal? And guess what? The computer is not going to do that. And bots, big. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of bots. I, I built yeah. so many uh, for for our company to try to follow up with customers. But the reality is that doesn't build a relationship and that doesn't increase the the confidence that you're making the right decision. And it's when hard to control a bot, man. I found that out. I I actually have one that I had uh, set up through I think it's Chat Fuel or something, you know, and it's hooked up to my my messenger and it keeps like like it straight up came up with its own giveaway someone someone responded to us and then all of a sudden it was like if you enter your email you know you'll be entered into this this giveaway and he was like for sure for what is it for you know and wow and he sent the email in and the bot was like you're all set up and so janelle and i were looking at each other like did you do that did you talk to the you know the person through your messenger and both of us were like nope we looked at it and sure enough it was this bot that that i had set strange. up yeah and it's just like like it keeps coming up with its own little little versions of of what it needs to say and it's super weird it's it's fun but it's weird you know it, it is weird uh, artificial intelligence is kind of charting into new territories of interacting with humans and and, and i yeah it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes where do you think it's going? Um, I think I already gave you the answer, which is you still need the human, right? So yeah. we, we do at, at SnapFi, we do a lot of automation of transactional based updates. Like, you know, your your loan has been uh, approved or it requires additional documentation. And a lot of that can be done by bots and automation. Um, but then when the customer has a question about a specific document, like, do I need to give you the one from last month or two months ago? Like that. I, you need a human to look into it and, and understand the file and have a conversation with the customer. When the customer is freaking out and trying to figure out, oh my gosh, I just signed the documents. Is this really the, the right house that I should be buying? Like, mm, who do you talk to? You can't talk to yeah. a bot. No, you need to talk to me. For uh, sure. Exactly. Exactly. Go talk to the realtor. I'm happy to jump on the phone and run numbers for you and, and, and give you a sense of what the difference is between that price, that offer that you just made for $20,000 more for that house so that you can win that because that house, um, uh, it, that, those kinds of conversations, you can't really replace the human interaction and the advice. Right. So. Well, right on, man. We've had a good conversation today. I appreciate you coming on. Of course. Yeah, thanks for having and, me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Anytime. And, uh, you're going to have to come on up to Yuba City and we'll do lunch one of these times, all right? You got it. You got it. All right. Good talking to you. All right. Take care.